I was just googling how many shots to put in this. I put in two. Uh, where did you get that information from? Well, <laughs> your brain. I asked Catherine how to make it, and she said to follow my heart, and my heart said two shots. <laughs> what in the world? What kind of <laughs> advice are we getting out here from these people? Well, uh, I did. I did three last time. We did three last time because that's what Trip told us, and then. I couldn't, like, people thought I was dying the next day. <laughs> well, you may have been. But I now you're not been. teaching anymore. So I'm actually, just so you know, viewers, um, welcome to Theology on the Rocks. Yes, welcome. <laughs> I'm Leah. This is Christy. And I'm going to make mine while, because I believe in an immersive experience. I'm really glad um, that you're making it while, and I wish that I could, but my... You have a microphone. I have y'all, a microphone and I couldn't. Christy got a microphone. She's legit committed to I, y'all. I really, you know, I'm committed to this. I also have an old iPhone that has a shitty microphone. Oh, well, <laughs> I can't say that. I'm, I'm married to a tech man. Yeah. What I can say, though, is that Christy got ice. I went to go look for ice and I just have empty ice containers in the freezer. <laughs> Oh, no. Like a bunch. You don't and have any ice? <laughs> no, I do. Okay. I have the this weird, like, Titanic iceberg. No, that's empty, too. Okay, oh, no. cool. Well, being married is basically, this is, like, very representative <laughs> of it. Like, why are they in the freezer? Why? <laughs> you got so close. You did, like, half of it. Halfway there. Halfway there. Okay. I, I was just not five minutes ago sitting on my floor with a Ziploc bag full of ice, smashing it with a hammer. <laughs> that is commitment. Because again, Catherine, who shout out to Catherine, one of my best friends, was uh, the other girl in my theology program. And someday will be on this podcast with us. But she is an expert at these drinks. And so she insisted that it be crushed ice. And oh, I, mine's not, and I'm sorry, Catherine. Well, you know what? You don't even have ice. <laughs> no, I do, because you know the one ice thing that was filled, not my cute little pineapple or my cute little Titanic iceberg ones. No, oh, I was, have that cute little pineapple one too. I love it. Yeah, it came from a certain thing we both have. But, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so what we share, um, but the one that fills is filled is the whiskey ice. So that's oh, okay. That just shows you one. my household Um, Well, our big thanks and, and true thanks to... Um, <laughs> Truly thanks. Because this drink is so much better this time around. Um, but to Tom, trying to find his... On the Instagram and the Twitter. Instagram handle. I'm doing, um, I'm doing three shots. No shame in this game. Do it. I support it. I figured I'd just go back for a second drink. Can we just do the hard questions first? Okay. I'll do two and a half because three's starting to get high on my skull cup. I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom Herman's Webster. Yes. Tom was the one who suggested this and it's appropriate because of the time of year and the derby, but we're having mint juleps. Yeah, we are. So Woo! excited. I love mint juleps. I can't say that I've had one. Seriously? Uh, I can't say that I have. 
if I've had one and I drank it with you, let me know. <laughs> like a, I can't say that I've, I've drank a lot of things that I've drank. <laughs> it's possible, but I don't, if I do, I don't remember. What I will say though, in a hilarious, I'm making it right now if I'm far away sounding, sorry. Um, I, ha- so my husband, well, first of all, <laughs> we went to Lowe's and I was like, ooh, <laughs> a mint plant, I'll just take it from there. So, because I'm a redneck, you guys. You have to know this. So Leah has some pilfered mint that she's using. No, I don't. Because I came home and then Stuart was like, you know that I am grow mint. And so then he, oh. he texted me that. And so then I was like, oh, I'll just use that. So you have a mint plant. Uh, we did. But now we, we have mint. And so. <laughs> Leah. <laughs> I went got what I thought was meant oh no <laughs> and I put it out on the counter and Stuart was like because we've been together a long time he said can I just smell it and I said yeah he goes that's oregano <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what if you had an oregano julep <laughs> I almost did <laughs> and to be fair I don't know that I would know the difference so oh my god that's fantastic my my mint I had to go to multiple stores to find it because apparently there was a mint rush, but I got it from Publix. So my mint is fancy. (laughs) So fancy. Mine is like little dried up leaves that are now all floating to the top, which is making me sad. (laughs) Remember last week when I had a strainer? Could use that now. (laughs) Oh, well. But yeah, no, we're really happy about this drink. This is a mint julep. This This is such a significant improvement from last week i well i say i don't know i might have a lot of green stuff in my teeth we'll see but yeah other the other exciting thing is hey leah are you done grading oh my gosh yes i am i am too <laughs> we're free cheers to the- cheers virtual cheers, cheers. <laughs> okay mine is ready there still is is does the mint float in yours or is it because yours is like liquidy mints but it well so i put my my um hard earned crushed ice on top so the ice is all on top oh okay then and then the mint on. floated up so it's just underneath the ice and my dog is currently trying to make a nest in this blanket situation if you're hearing rustling no i'm not all i'm hearing is my doubt over this drink but okay are you ready i'm ready i might have green stuff in my teeth but no one will know. no one it's a podcast and we have faces for podcasts <laughs> don't we don't we though don't we though <laughs> we have ages for podcasts um all right i'm gonna are you ready i'm ready Cheer, cheers to episode three cheers i'm in i'm drinking out of a skull skull mug oh nice mm mm Oh my god, so much better. Oh, that is delightful. That is delightful, but I gotta get this mint out of here. I'm just telling you. <laughs> it's like I'm eating a salad while I'm drinking. <laughs> Real weird. Real weird. Oh, that's amazing. It's so good. Oh, I did a good job. I'm proud of myself. This is my first mint julep that I've ever made. <laughs> As I dig out grass from my freaking... <laughs> My husband, he's like, we did that. We have the mint. You don't have to steal mint off plants from Lowe's. 
That doesn't feel ethical. You don't have to drive to multiple grocery stores to find mint. I did have a mint plant for a long time. And let me guess what happened. It was doing amazing. And then one morning I came out to the kitchen and it was dead. It was the deadest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. What about that last plant? That's pretty dead. The one that had the hot water that came on top of it. Christy's apartment had a little bit of a leak and it just happened to be boiling hot water. Boiling hot water was shooting out of a random pipe that went to nowhere. Well, it it went to somewhere. It went straight on that plant. (laughs) Straight on that plant in my back patio. Just, I mean, steaming. It looked like if you looked out my sliding glass door, it was just steam coming from this little pipe. And my poor plant was like right by it. So and I'm I couldn't do anything because and... I was sure not going to lose a layer of skin to save that plant. <laughs> so. Well, that's, that's not much dedication to the old plants. There was no dedication to that as plant. I, as I dig this out. No, mine's really good. Thanks, Tom. This is a good. way better way better option. I feel Fantastic. So, so classy. So, so classy. Um, one thing I did want to say, too, uh, is before we get started, we should tell people where we're at. Please continue to follow us on the Instagram, Theology on the Rocks. You guys are shooting us some epic such, questions and suggestions. Such great stuff coming on the Instagram. It's really awesome. I love seeing that. I think I put um, too much bourbon on this. I'm, ha- <laughs> I'm having regrets. Okay. <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, uh, we're gonna forever compare it to last to the first week, and it's oh yeah. Always, I mean, it's better. it's basically the the scale of our drinks is now always going to be like, is this drink good or is it reminiscent of the red night martini? Right. We'll have like battery acid, and I'll be like, ooh, well, <laughs> that could be could be worse. Well, it it, it could be worse. It could, it could have Mountain Dew in it. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Right. Um, Theology on the Rocks. Rocks. And Theology Rocks at the Twitter. Yep. Which Christy is probably better at the Twitter. I'm better at the Instagram. Um, You are the one with the Twitter password. So our Twitter has done nothing. I'll tell you a little (laughs) secret about that password afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna shock you none. Um, We'll get the Twitter. I mean, Twitter is a hellscape right now, so it's I can see. Everyone should know that you guys know this. I joke about it if you're, uh, if you've heard me on other podcasts, is that I just can't with Twitter. It's too mm. many. Like Instagram, you get away with because it's pictures and minimal words, and I don't have to read the words. The words, no, aren't, you don't. the words you aren't have, the focus. The words are not the focus, which is great. It's, it's really. I was actually so. <laughs> I don't know exactly how this happened, but I started. <laughs> Um, following Kurt Cobain's daughter, Frances Bean Cobain. Oh, yes. Who? And then Dave Grohl's daughter, Violet, posted something on Frances's post. So then I went down this like, like grunge rock daughters rabbit <laughs> hole. It was very weird. Was all did, of their pictures? Did Frances Bean say, Why did your dad sell out and go to another? <sighs> you you just hit a point of contention for me and christy this is this is really what's gonna end our friendship eventually is that i don't don't know if this drink might i really didn't put too much (laughs) the salad that you have in your drink i I still am dragging it out but i just accepted it now so 
Leah does not have the kind of love and respect for Dave Grohl that I think is appropriate, but no, let's rewind that. I don't have the love and respect of what is it Dave Grohl or is it Dave Grohl's choices? I mean, (laughs) how how do you separate those two? Maybe that should be a podcast someday. Can we separate the choices? How do we take the art from the artist? Based on the people I've had to remove from my academic library. I did a, so I do sort of a, (laughs) I would say no, but um, I periodically will do it kind of sift through because I have books on stuff I haven't written things on for years. And um, I also sift through people who have disappointed me (laughs) because of their choices. What do you do with those books? Well, we had an interesting Twitter conversation. Uh, Shout out to uh, some of my friends, Katie Cross, Karen O'Donnell, who are at uh, Aberdeen University. Uh, We were talking about this and... (laughs) We don't know, really, because you don't yeah. want other people to read them. This is my problem. But then someone suggested, I think um, someone at Aberdeen suggested a doorstop. Yes. And they're still there. They're still there. I know. Uh, so I used to have a bookshelf that was dedicated to books that I didn't feel ethically I could release back into the world. Mm-hmm. But I also, as a human who is generally against the act of burning books... <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't I know what to do with them. Well, I thought about, put, we have these little libraries that are in Charlotte. And I was like, well, I can put them in there. And no one's going to know who this person is. But then I'm like, no, I don't. But then they read it. I know. And this isn't just like, like, I want to say who this person is, but then I don't want to give them airtime. But like, this isn't just yeah. like, I'm canceling you, which, you know, think what you will about that. This is like, like I, genuinely I, will, I will never, yeah. use, I will never use them because of things they did. Yeah. Um, in another writing or a class. So why do I have the text? I don't actually need the text. I, um, because of past jobs that I've had, I have been given a lot of free books in my life from various places. And a sizable chunk of those free books have been truly terrible. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't, I have no idea what to do with these because I don't want to put them out into the world. Well, if there's anyone who has any suggestions. Yeah. What do you do with bad books? Tell us what to do with these books. guys. There was one person I used extensively in my dissertation that later was found to be an insanely, insanely bad person on a level. I can't even (laughs) like fathom this person. Yeah. And I did peace building and reconciliation. <laughs> so, so bad. <laughs> oh, it was, it was. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Speaking of bad theologians, I also really appreciated the number of times that somebody said they wanted to fight John Calvin on our. Oh, internet. John Calvin got the worst. John Calvin got dragged, he which got is dragged in in our DMs. In our DMs, which was a delight to see. <laughs> I was truly shocked. I was like. <laughs> Like, because people joke about it, but I didn't think that, but it was a lot of you have strong feelings about John Calvin. I actually would like to make a very uh, controversial distinction, though, is that I don't hate John Calvin. I hate Calvinism. I've heard heard this Hate is not the right word. I have disagreements with Calvinism, but uh, Calvin himself, I don't hate as much. I've heard people say this before as one who did not grow up in the reformed tradition which i i don't i don't have the same sort of affinity for 
some of these folks like I learned about them of course yeah but, like the, the, I don't have the sort of like ride or die um I can you separate it's like what we were just talking I mean, about just, can you separate the how do you separate from... the the followers from yeah the thing yeah They're, I mean I don't know but then also there's people who've really screwed things up that were not that's true maybe as they're I think the problem comes when Calvin can't count, like defend himself. Like, how do we know that that wasn't what he intended? Right. We I mean, we do know that he was not a great person, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, I'm just like, what about John Wesley? I haven't heard. I mean, I heard he had some warming of his heart, which, or on his in his belly or something. Oh, that sounded controversial at times, but <laughs> I haven't seen. Penny doesn't same, like John Wesley. I haven't se- heard the same. Uh, anger towards John Wesley that I hear. No, well, I'm sure he did change yeah, I think stuff too. There's that's a bit with the followers, you know, how much, how many Wesleyans are. I don't know. I don't yeah. know because I'm not one because I grew up Baptist, but oh. I'm, in, I'm in the land of Wesley now because I'm in North Carolina. So. You are, you are. Um, well, anyway debates to be had however more pressing matters are that i'm still uh, digging grass out of my drink and secondly <laughs> christy went to go get some uh records recently because it was what was the official day it was like record it's store record day. store day oh that's it okay. that's <laughs> that's the name of Simple. the day it was yeah. record store day and i have never actually participated in record store day previously to this because honestly it just never occurred to me it was not she hadn't embraced her full hipster yet so oh i had i just hadn't embraced the like purposeful leaving of the house to go purchase (laughs) (laughs) she just wanted the records to like come to you i wanted the records to come to me magically well i won't it's called the mail you can you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. But various sources will uh, mail them directly to you. You don't even have to get out of the house. And I have had that happen. I have had some sources mail me records. It makes me so nervous. They just feel so fragile. So what did you get? That's the that's the question. I already your, know. You um, I got I got a lot. I got sucked into the joy of record store day. And I purchased. It's a, it's a dangerous thing to get sucked into. I purchased too many records for my <laughs> financial security, but we're teachers. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so the one I wanted, the one I actually went for, was uh, the Who, their album Tommy, which Ooh. I did get, which I was very excited about. Amazing. Um, my mom and- made me watch that uh, musical when I was a, a wee, a wee lassie. Did she? My mom made me watch all of the musicals when I was a wee last. I know. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. Christy thought that it was the 1970s for a long this time. This is, yeah, for, for a good chunk of my childhood, the only music I was aware of was from the 60s and 70s. And I apparently really, she didn't turn on the TV and see MTV. So. I didn't. I mean, I, I know. <laughs> it's amazing. And my, my parents both are like, yeah, we did this on purpose. <laughs> only with music. Well, and some TV. I also thought the Brady Bunch was like a currently happening television program. And 
And then you, when you walked outside, <laughs> I walked outside. I was like, no one looked. Didn't have this. pigtails, and I was a lot of pastel. I dressing. do remember. Um, so I asked. This is kind of the infamous story of this time period. Is that um, my mom still had a record player and all of her old records, and so I would just sit and listen to her records. And um, I asked my mom one time if we could go see the Beatles in concert, and her response to me in the late. 80s early 90s oh was that it was too expensive oh my gosh Kathy <laughs> Kathy was still keeping it going she was like we can't afford it I'm sorry and I was well, like well I guess oh. there are some that are still kicking it but they, maybe not the whole group they weren't okay. really together I mean at that point three of them were still alive so see I mean they could have done like a little we could have seen her or like she could have taken, you know, she could have taken me to a cover band and I would probably not have noticed the difference. Also, I'm pretty sure they could hit up a coffee shop and people would have shown up. <laughs> color me, color me naive, but I think some people may have shown up. So, so yeah, so I got the who and uh, I got a radio head in rainbows, which mm. Leah was not mm. thrilled about. It's fine. It's fine. It's a good album. And it's I got not a good album. It is right. a good album. Not. <laughs> um, I got. What else? I'm having a moment of. Uh, you got. You got. Two I got of my favorites. Two of your favorites. Two that she does approve of. In case you were thinking, Leah just hates all of Christie's taste in music. I got Neutral Milk Hotel, best album of all time. Um, and I got The National. Also, my top five. I can't remember what the title of that album is. Uh, Trouble Will Find Me. Yeah. And then I got... Uh, I, I, got had a, a I had a guy who said I should get a tattoo. In all seriousness, it said Trouble Will Find Me. <laughs> you and I should both get that tattoo. I, and, I, and I feel like it's I was not representation at all. I was like, sure. I got uh, Bright Eyes, their album Letting Off the Happiness. Okay. I got Manchester Orchestra's Cope. Which is the fourth of their albums I have. I got Fright, uh, yeah, Fright and Rabbits. Boom. That's in my top five too. Wait, which one? Which <laughs> no, it's not the one you want. It's um, uh, Pedestrian. Some I can't remember the name. Pedestrian Verse. Yeah, it's Pedestrian still, Verse. It's still, it's still good. It's good. They didn't have your favorite one. I looked because I'm very nice and I was gonna buy it for you, but they didn't have it. I had sent Christy to see if they had it. <laughs> she was very specific in her request. Oh, I was. I told you in the first episode that I've gotten very specific about things that I like <laughs> in our like, old age. In my old age, I used to we just are... be like, if you had a notepad and maybe like a cigarette and like a book of Walt Whitman, and you told me you loved an album, I would buy it and listen to it. And now I just, I'm like, nope, I've listened to it. <laughs> and they're like it came out last year and it's oh nope, i don't care i i was like i know there was another one i got uh i got the album of taylor hawkins and the coattail riders um taylor hawkins the late great taylor hawkins his like side band it's such a good album it's so fun it's not like winning grammys or anything but it's so fun i do have respect for the members of the band <laughs> that oh geez Dave Grohl that, that just made Christy throw me across the room that Dave Grohl is in an R.A.P. to Taylor Hawkins 
Uh, and I did like that concert. But anyway, <laughs> Leah, Leah has a it against the Foo Fighters, and it's just so ridiculous. But... <laughs> I know, and it's weird because it didn't start out that way, but now it kind of has to be. You know I how mean, those parts of your personality were like, in. yeah. You, yeah, you, you kind of have to just say that. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. I because there was say, one night where it was that them and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I just was like, uh, I just had a go. And then later, I was like, eh, like I, I stand by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, but as like, you should. But like the Foo Fighters, maybe not so much that. <laughs> like, and, but then people were like, no, you hate them, and I was like, all right, well, guess I hate them now. Guess I get that. I'm there are a few things in my life that I have also. Like, I actually am not at all passionate about, but I will pretend that I am. Just I, pre- I pretended that I was allergic to peaches for most of my childhood. Oh, my God. My friend Amanda still pretends that she's allergic to carrots. Well, Amanda <laughs> hopefully isn't listening right now because she's, she, gonna, she's, she's gonna... going to. And she, you know what? It's <laughs> fine because every time she tells people, new people, oh, I'm allergic to carrots, I scream, no, she's not. She's a liar. <laughs> Wow, you guys sound really close. <laughs> I am a delight to be friends with. <laughs> Man, don't I know it. Foo Fighters and you're a freaking liar. Um, yeah, I, I pretended. Well, because everyone was allergic to things. And because I didn't realize what a blessing it was to not be <laughs> to allergic not be to allergic. things. I was like, to well, I'm going to make something. I was like going through the line. Keep in mind, I'm from Georgia. And I picked peaches. And you picked peaches. Like in the freaking like cafeteria line. And I was just like, peaches. There they are. Well, of course they are. They're always there. Of course they are. <laughs> well, and then I can, but then once you, you dig into it, you can't go back. Like, no, you can't. You have to continue with this part of your personality that you've created. <laughs> and then one day I was in like high school and I got peaches. And I remember my best friend who'd been with me on this dumb journey <laughs> was like, Oh no! Yeah, don't eat the. And I was like, just real quick, I have a secret. I'm a big fat liar. I'm a about, liar. But about dumb stuff, <laughs> peach. And she and she just looked at me and she was like, "Why did you pick peaches?" And I was like, "I don't know. They were in front of me." Because again, from Georgia, <laughs> they're gonna be there. <laughs> they're going to be there. Well. Um. So yeah, I get that. But, but now I'm. I if you see me eat a peach, please do it's not. Okay. Can, she can eat peaches. I can't. I won't die. Amanda, <laughs> on the other hand, Amanda fill up can in also the eat carrots. <laughs> well, I don't know. if she starts choking out one day, I'm gonna blame you for it. <laughs> if she, I would die. I would be like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm is my liar. fault. I'm a big fat liar. Yeah, I'm who's a big the big fat liar, fat liar now? Killed <laughs> your friend. It's me. <laughs> My dog is mad about it. <laughs> I think I just ate most of the grass in here. Okay. So one of the things that we thought we would talk about other than our impeccable taste in music. Oh, mm-hmm. my top five. This is something you guys oh, are going to yeah. have to work out. Christy knows it already. You've yeah. gotten three of them. I have three of your top five albums. Of my, But they're not just top five. They're perfect albums. Per- and, oh, perfect to, to that, albums. Oh, geez. There's not one. There's not a bad song on them. No skips. No skips. Have That's two more. Mm. See if if you can. I'm I mean, have to think about what my top perfect five albums are. I know one of them off the bat. Do you want to tell people? Or are you going to keep that one secret? 
don't worry. No one's listening. It's just me. It's just me. It's, and you. I will. I will tell you my perfect. Let like, me guess. No. Foo fighter. <laughs> Foo fighter. Actually, no. Oh God. <laughs> here we go. Say, <laughs> Wasting light was a great album. Um, no, it's by a band called The Format, who is no longer, but um, their second album, Dog Problems. Okay. Is and you have to listen to it in order. You can't like shuffle. You have to listen to it in order. You don't have to tell me that. I just I'm telling our listeners, do not shuffle this album. Why will it not make sense? <laughs> start to finish. Perfect. No skips. Okay. There we go. You've yeah. heard it first. I will give you one in case you did not get it the first time, which I'm sure you did. Neutral Milk Hotel in the airplane over the sea. Number mm-hmm. one with a bullet. It's a good album. Top top album. It's a great one to have on vinyl. It is. And before we dig into this other thing I was about to segue into. <laughs> before um, we get to the meat of this podcast 30 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> no, we're, we've, we've meted. We've talked. We've talked John Calvin. We've talked Foo Fighters. We've talked whatever. Um, oh, crap. Now you made me forget what I was going to say. So no, the bourbon made me forget what I was going to say. The bourbon. The two and a half shots of bourbon you have. Uh, in my skull glass. <laughs> All right, well, let's just segue on then. Okay, if you think of it, just shout it out. I promise I won't. I promise I won't. (laughs) I think it died in that skull glass. (laughs) I had it before I started relentlessly making fun of you, which is probably the most oldest child situation. This is a a real oldest child, youngest child fight that's constantly happening between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Welcoming you all into. You know what my favorite thing about this mint julep is? Besides that, that you it. don't have grass in your teeth that when i like shake the glass it, the little crushed ice like makes that fun so this sound. is such a only like a young christy's the youngest child she's <laughs> bragging about this ice well you know what mine does? i worked hard for this ice look it's mine, mine doesn't shingle <laughs> so much as it rotates <laughs> because you didn't sit on the floor hammering your ice <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I had other ice, but no. apparently I only had whiskey ice. Segway. Segway. Into, um, oh, well, real quick. <laughs> which it's never real quick with it's us. Never but real quick. I was going to ask, because we have the question, the spontaneous question of the week. Mm-hmm. But then we were also going to talk about um, our last writing project because I do need to sort of talk about what I'll be doing tomorrow. Yeah, we thought we would take this week, since it is the week of your book launch, we thought we would take this week to also like actually dive into your book and my own pro- projects. So kind of a pause on questions to do this, but yes. continue. Um, well, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? About what we wrote. So we thought we thought we would talk about what we wrote last. Yes, I can go first. Okay, go for it. Um, So what I, well, (laughs) slightly less uh, easily discussed because I don't have a book coming out right at this moment. But But something um, might be soon. Something hopefully will be soon Mm -hmm. is that I contributed a chapter for a book on the theology of the TV show Lost. Woo. Um, which is uh, one of my top 
three all-time shows, I think. Um, and it's with a, a pop, it's called Pop Culture and Theology. Um, they do a series. They've done a bunch of different other books on um, other pop culture and theology things. So hopefully it'll be coming out soon. I don't have any information on when, but um, I was uh, passionate about the finale and in a in a stance that not a lot of people take. Um, and so I wrote the chapter on the finale, um, arguing that, in fact, I think that it was a good finale that helps us to understand kind of the entire um, redemptive arc of the show. Um, and something that I talk about in my dissertation a bit is the idea that the lives that we live including the traumas that we live through are essential to who we are and are essential to kind of the ways that we are restored later. Um, however you want to kind of talk about that restoration. And so lost really fit in with a lot of stuff that I had done before on that topic. Um, and I think that the, the way that the, finale. Um, obviously, many people did not agree with me on this. I know that it's a... I agree with you. Thank you. We've had a lot of disagreements, but on this one, I'm with this, you. This one we're in agreement on. But um, I know that, you know, and again, another kind of controversy on a lot is that I don't think that TV shows or um, OS answers always i think that mm, i like that um i think that a lot of times the desire for a show to wrap up with every answer tied up nicely with a bow or something is um i think it's well for one i think it's not possible because there's always a lot of stuff that we aren't going to get kind of you know, uh, sorted the way we want it to be um, or the questions that we have, maybe depending on how long the show goes, um, maybe they can't answer everything. But I also feel like it's insulting to the audience uh. um, to say that we can't think about things or mull on things or even have differing opinions about what those answers are. Uh, and I think that's part of good art and good literature is to allow for various interpretations. And so I think when we want everything spelled out really clearly, um, then we're asking for a much less intelligent, much less, you know, uh, artistic show. And I, so I think that in part, um, I was glad that Lost didn't give us like a here's exactly how you should understand this finale. But I do think that it was pretty obvious um, that they, the island and the experiences they had together. Don't give and, any spoilers. Um, I won't. I won't. I would just say that everything was essential to making those people who they were. Mm. And that the only way that they could find redemption and restoration was in kind of a uh, reuniting of all of that. So that's what I'll say. And then 
kind of the the thesis of live together die alone kind of uh. held true through the end through the finale so um yeah it was super fun to write i loved doing it because i got to sit and watch lots <laughs> <laughs> this is a benefit of your area over mine i think it, it can <laughs> like, be exponentially it, it really can be because like i yeah i got to sit and like i like i mean to be fair i also had to watch the finale like five times in a row <laughs> which is a bit much <laughs> <laughs> i love this i love uh do, do i love this uh like oh my god one more time. watch this happen again um, oh, yeah. here we go but it was it is it can be really a fun you know happy way of doing theology and I also um so my dissertation which is my next project actually is to start working on getting that published so um but it far less happy books but still I think that um the reason I have always loved doing theology alongside either pop culture or literature or music or things like that is because it is something that we all do anyway. We read books, we watch TV, we listen to music, and to talk about the ways that those things are influencing our thoughts about the world or God or ourselves. Um, like it's just more, I think. Uh, it's almost uh, like you're a practical theologian, Christy. Well, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like uh, we can marry systematic theology to practical theology. Uh. <laughs> reject, reject that proposal. <laughs> JK. Yeah. So if I hear, when I hear about the date that that book is coming out, of course, all of you guys uh, will be finding that out as well. And I will be overjoyed to actually get to hold this book. I'm so excited about it. I think it's going to be amazing. I'm definitely going to buy it for my own self. My husband and I are going, he's never seen Lost and I have watched it um and have the dvds which now you don't need i yeah. also what a DVDs. generation are we <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do with all these dvds and these i don't know CDs? i have know what to do with i them. have the entire series of lost and the entire series of buffy the vampire slayer on dvd and um, i don't i'm afraid to get rid of either of them because i'm like what if someday well we live in fear i think we're a generation that's like i don't trust it i don't trust anything i want the hard copies always same, same. yeah but i think it was a cool show because i watched it week to week um i remember mm -hmm. I, was, I was in atlanta and i used to um get together with my friends and we would talk about it and it was one of those like you know they always said the water cooler i was in school so there was no water cooler but it was <laughs> You know, it's still the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would get like a show that actually made you like sit and talk with people and be like, this is what do you think about X, Y, and Z? And I remember, oh gosh. Sorry, I almost just knocked my drink over. Oh, Penny would be overjoyed. Penny would, Penny would be beside herself. <laughs> Penny would immediately fall asleep. She weighs like <laughs> negative. She weighs less than my cat's wish. She's, she's very small. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but my favorite show of all time is Twin Peaks and my parents would talk about, mm. um, in the eighties, how that, when that came mm. out or the nineties or whatever. That's a show I have not yet seen and it's on my list of shows yeah. to watch. It's, I mean, it's David Lynch. It's a little bit, yeah. uh, more, uh, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> say less linear cause lost, but <laughs> it's <laughs> maybe less coherent. I would say yeah. a little bit fever, well, dr fever dreamish. I think 
you um, know, we were talking about this because um, you and, and Stuart are in that little bit of a slog of the third season mm-hmm. where the writers were, you know, Lost was so popular. Obviously, ABC wanted to. It was ABC, right? It was on. Uh, sure. It doesn't matter. Just Whatever network it was. You can do an I'm freaking sorry. Next week. I'll do an I'm freaking sorry next week. Um, They wanted to like, you know, indefinitely keep it going. And the writers were like, we have uh, like we have an ending in mind and we we only need this much time and we want to keep it, you know, tight so that <laughs> keep it tight so that we can um do this justice and i think shows more frequently are doing that like Shit's creek did it ted lasso's doing it uh-huh. you know um but it was really important because there were some like the nikki and paulo episode is absolute trash <laughs> it, it destroys me every time and i, ha- I had this sure i was like where did these people come from i was like you were asking the question we all asked <laughs> we all just suffered through that episode <laughs> but there was this i don't know if you did this too because my friends and i would watch it and then there was this guy who would write uh, an article and it was amazing and i wish desperately i remembered his name but he would he would detail the books that sawyer was reading and how that book like related oh. to the plot and you i mean you would get so many of these good little nuggets although i did hear that they did. would they originally did have six seasons or how many was it total or eight or whatever it was six yeah six yeah, seasons six and then they hid it in the DVDs. If you go back and look, you can see that it does have a six hidden in each of them. So they were trying to prove that they had always intended for there to be. Well, a I think they did. I mean, they fought for that. They were like, we we, we don't want to keep going. Because, you know, some shows should have ended so oh, like, long ago. Supernatural. <laughs> Supernatural, for sure. Should have. I mean, I love that show. I've watched Me too. all the seasons. But it's oh, I have not. The Walking That's... Dead. The Walking Dead should have ended so much faster. How are they still walking? Why is it still How are happening? they not all dead? <laughs> I know it started in Atlanta because I had friends who were extras because they had so many zombies they needed and it was filmed there. And <laughs> it was like a legit job back in the day. But how are they still here? How, how are they still alive? What possibly could we still be doing with that show? But And also, how has everyone not just given up? It's just true. <laughs> like, I am... An oldest child so in these discussions i would say you know i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna try i'm gonna really gonna survive this christy i don't know if you're like some of our friends have had this discussion they're like i'm just gonna fall down and like get it over with but like <laughs> ha- i think i would fall down after this <laughs> I, time. I if so yeah spoiler alert if the apocalypse comes i am going to die immediately on purpose <laughs> Spoiler alert of a potential. Spoiler alert. I don't I don't have any desire to survive the apocalypse. Okay, so Christy does fit the mold. Yes. So <laughs> she's gonna fall down. I'm gonna push her down. They're gonna eat her. Yep. I'm gonna keep going. It's fine. I'm gonna say three to four seasons. When the red wine runs out, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. And then and then I'll just like I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> it won't be it won't be amazing, but but yeah. <sighs> I, so yeah, I think you know, um, I think reading or watching Lost kind of as a whole text, I think it it plays out perfectly. I I love the show. I love the finale. Um, I know so many people are going to get mad about that because that's what happens. Fine, every time. it's our podcast. They can get mad. They my, get my they book, can get mad elsewhere because they're not on the podcast at this moment. So. That's true. <laughs> Scream and honestly, at us. You, we, there's other things we you may love Foo Fighters and I'm sorry for that that's okay 
I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do, I'm so freaking sorry about No, that. I'm not ever going to apologize. I'm not allergic to peaches. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't, I can't go back now, but I think it's okay. I mean that, yeah, like some people did that, but I think yeah. it was a show that sometimes shows are so popular. It's impossible to end them. It's absolutely impossible. To and end it's them. like the, I'm going to show my hipsterness here that show high fidelity or the movie. Oh, yeah. Is it better to burn out or fade away? Yeah, like absolutely. I think some have just chosen to fade away. Well, like, I saw, um, as opposed Brett, to make a definitive decision. I somebody guess. was interviewing Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso, our dear, lovely Roy Kent, and they were like, "Are mm. you are you mm. nervous about <laughs> the finale? Because you know this is exactly it. People are going to have strong opinions." And he was like, <laughs> he was very Roy Kent about it. He was like, "Well, I think it's great. And if you don't, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at some you, know. stage, you just have to like you can't." Much like Calvin, you can't please them all. <laughs> did you see what I did there? Full circle. Full, full circle. circle. I love a good full circle. So, okay, well, um, Leah, so tell us about your latest writing project. Yeah, and we had a question, spontaneous question, but we may have to save it because we're we've just had so much fun. I can yeah. still keep. I can keep going if you want, but so I have a book out. It's called Bad Theology: Oppression in the Name of God with SCM Press. You can buy it on the internet. On the internet. It's linked in our Instagram, so you can go right to the Instagram and the link tree, and then you can hit purchase on that book, and it will be to you. It will. So we want. Hands. We want to do. Yes, we want to do that. People have it now. It's in the world. Um. Also, I have a book launch that's happening tomorrow tomorrow yeah and a podcast that's coming along with it which we also have linked so that if you want to listen to the live podcast you can it's you can. seven and that would be great um mm-hmm. and it's with uh homebrewed christianity and also all of my friends and trip fuller i should say and all of my friends are going to be there from charlotte Christy's not going to be there, which is interesting. Well, but somebody told me I had to still be at work. <laughs> that's that when you, somebody that's, is my that's boss. When, that's when you quit. That's when you quit. <laughs> you got to dig those heels in, um, as we've said. So, yeah. So, I'm going to be at Petty Thieves Brewery. A shout out to them. They're hosting us. And I'll be signing books. And we're going to do a podcast. And... I'll hopefully be delightful and lovely sure and will. I'll sure be will. drinking probably something quite similar to this. Cause I might recreate this. But I mean, like a professional. Now we're, yeah. Now that we're like, you should have a professional make you one just to see what, what it compares to. Just, just to see what it really is like. Yes. I think <laughs> that's quite right. And tell us um, what the book is about though. Yeah. No. Uh, so the book is, <laughs> I think I saw someone comment and say, well, yes. And I'm like, and I actually think that was the greatest comment that I've gotten because it was like, okay, well, yes, but why didn't, why aren't we doing anything with it? <laughs> like, you know, great. I, I want it to be obvious. Like yeah. I'm writing a book about the things that I think that make theology um, move us into realms that is, uh, that are related to oppression and injustice and honestly cult-like behavior and mm-hmm. Also things that just cut us off from the rest of the world and convince yeah. us that our opinion is 
100% correct and that no one else is correct and all of those kind of things. Yeah. And I look at some historic case studies, which you should look at those case studies and say, well, yes, dot, dot, dot. But For then sure. also the point, too, is to say, you know, how can we stop this from happening in the future or how can we use this? Yeah. Like, if this is so obvious, which I believe it absolutely is. Like, I don't think it was anything super um, innovative. I think I framed it in a way that I hope is innovative through practical theology. But I think that it's one of those things where, you know, we should be using it then. And if someone is out there doing something that looks like it's bad theology, we should say, this isn't great. This is great. Yeah, I think that one of my favorite things that you did in the book was to outline like that step process, the questions that you asked, like, how do we recognize bad theology through these simple questions? And then if we're wanting good theology to essentially be a different answer to those questions, how do we shift the theology so that it's good instead of bad? I thought those questions, um, those, and I. Yeah. And I think too, it's one of those you know, things where it's like, you know, you t- this actually does come full circle because it's one of those areas where it's like, Oh, you know, love Calvin, hate the Calvinists. Well, what did mm-hmm. the Calvinists do then? Like, what did they do? Yeah, exactly. Like, what did they do with the theology that made it bad? Right. Yeah. And because if we, and people may say, oh, his stuff wasn't 100% good. That's also okay. Like, gosh, my stuff isn't 100% good. Nobody's stuff you know, is 100% no, good. Yeah. Nobody says. We all have our own bubble. But it's one of those things that one of my sort of foundations that i put the book on is that theology is a human construct and we create it and as a result you get some people who are very brilliant that create it and we respect them very much and we think they're logical and their you know conclusions and all of that kind of thing mm-hmm. but then what happens when you get eighty-five thousand people writing phd dissertations on them and you know doing all of this stuff and yeah uh, living out what they think is their understanding because again their understanding that sort of second tier of it is also a human construct. Yes. And it needs to be evaluated as such. It does. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, I think it's, um, the bourbon has stolen my, (laughs) (laughs) I have this like really, Oh no, it's the bourbon. I know. Well, whenever you, you get yours back. You can. I'll scream you can, it out. I, can, well, you, can, can you wait? Wade into the waters and find whatever record. Oh, I, I remember it. No. Okay. Um, okay. When I was in, so when I was in seminary and I was learning, I took back to back classes on 16th century theology. Ooh. Uh, which is essentially the Reformation, um, yep. and then contemporary <laughs> theology, and they were like literally I had 16th century, and then 10 minutes later you know, contemporary theology. And I was just enamored of literally every single person we read about. I was like, this person has got it. They are, it. this is it. This is, so I was basically switching denominations every like 30 minutes. <laughs> just basically making out with John Wesley. At I was like, <laughs> you, you have it. I was like, Quakers are it. And then I was like, Quakers no, are... never mind. It's the Episcopalians. And then I was like, no, wait, it's liberation theology. It was a <laughs> roller coaster of a semester for me. One but I more... actually think that's a, probably a positive thing. <laughs> I would like, cause I, I go in and out of like, am I a Mennonite? Am I an Anglican? It was <laughs> great. Just, I had yeah. such a good time simultaneously. Um, and, 
And strangely, the seminary for chapels that year was inviting in like every chapel was a different denomination. So we had a Quaker chapel and then we had uh, like Benedictine monks come in and do their chants for us and stuff. So, I mean, I was just, it was like going to the greatest theology buffet you could imagine. (laughs) I was nerding out so much, but one of my professors was like, you need to learn how to also critique these people. Yes. And I think that's a really important thing that we don't always do is because we build up these theologians or these people to become idols, essentially, of like, they've figured it out. I'm just going to follow them. But it is. It's human constructs. And we're all fucked up somehow. Right. And it's one of those things, too. People are like, well, what if you go and people read your book and they don't agree with you? And my answer is good. Yeah, like we it should means have... th- it means they're thinking about it. Yeah, like, like you should you should have some critiques and like like I have some critiques with Lost. Nikki and Paolo was a terrible episode. I've had like... critiques that are like what well, you clearly are in your own place where you think about, you know, justice and equality and how do you define, you know, blah 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 and it's like yeah. absolutely 100%. I think but I think the brilliance of thinking in that way is not saying, well, nothing matters. I'm, you know, a nihilist and we're all just floating in the ether or whatever. It's to say we, we need to be able to love what we love mm-hmm. and dislike what we dislike, which I think is the theme of our show today. <laughs> and, but know why. Yes. And have a reasonable understanding of even with the things that you love and the things that you dislike, that there are m- many facets to it. A hundred percent, you know? And so, yeah. So I think with your book, again, like what I thought was so helpful was that you laid out some, some questions to ask, which was really like that. What do we do with this information so that I can look and see this theology is being used to oppress people. And therefore I need to push back against that. For sure. Well, we are at 53 minutes. I hope to see everyone um, tomorrow. If you're in Charlotte, please do come to Petty Thieves. And if not, please tune in. Please tune in. Like I said, it's linked on our Instagram and our link tree. Um, It's also on our Facebook if you're on that. And we'll put the link tree on the Twitter. Yeah. And 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 if I knew what a link tree was, I would also (laughs) talk about that. But I don't. That's fine. I'm one year. year. It's... (laughs) No, I'm, I'm almost one year to the day older than Christy. So I don't she know. Is. So I'm the younger child. I know. Yeah. What's going. I know what's hip. As ever. <laughs> um, also, we'll put up our our uh, mint julep recipes so that you guys yeah. can attempt <laughs> this yourselves. I know. Attempt it because it's very intense. I don't, you know, steal mint from Liz. That's no, don't steal don't just don't steal just do it's it bad it's bad theology i did only i did only take a leaf and put it in my pocket and was sad about it and then like <laughs> asked Stuart if he thought that meant that plant wasn't going to get sold and, and then, then he, join us next week when we make oregano juleps <laughs> oh dear god that was horrible that was my karma for that leaf i took i like that he said can i just smell it real quick <laughs> He, he didn't trust he me. He just knew. He was like 100% correct I, in every way. I said, yeah. look, I found the bourbon. He was like, yeah, and I knew you'd get that. <laughs> that part was not a question. <laughs> that one was fine. The brown liquor was not a, fine, a problem. <laughs> 
All right. Well, right. we will talk to you guys later. Yeah. Enjoy your week. We'll see you next week. Send your stuff in. Help Bye. us, please. Bye. Hello. Hello. Hey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every, t- every time that we tried and you couldn't hear me, I was like, hello. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. My computer just does no um, sound or 1983 something. 1983 is happening, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, like, but <laughs> that's what's happening. Guys, well, we tried to do this. This was our fourth go. This was... This we both thought a... we were the problem, which we probably were, because I'm, I... I'm 82, so I was probably also the problem. I'm positive that I'm the problem, but I don't know what the problem is. It's so weird. It's exactly what I did last week. Oh, oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Life happens. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay because I have almost finished making my drink for tonight. What? I have oh. not. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just start while I'm trying to connect to this podcast. Okay, so let me get out all of my juices that I'm going to carefully mix together. (laughs) Welcome everybody to Theology on the Rocks. Hi! The exciting event that is called um, We Didn't Plan Ahead on a Recipe Before We Picked This Drink. Well, we knew. It's just that people have different versions. It is a drink. (laughs) Well, the drink was suggested to us by an Instagram friend, Elizabeth. Um, yes. Thank you. We're excited about this one, too. Actually, my Instagram friend. Sorry. Your Instagram friend. Sorry, theology on the rocks. Um, <laughs> but she said because it's Memorial Day uh, weekend, the start of the summer, amongst, yes. you know, other honorable things, um, that we should drink a summer drink. And so... Uh- and so rum punch it is. Rum punch is what we're doing. Which feels summery. I'm here for it. It does feel summery. I'm excited about it. I even got cherries to put in it. Because I was like... Christy, <laughs> we need to tell the secret. Is that I'm trying to find some sort of pirate thing glass. I'm all about the glasses. Oh, yeah. But I use my skull, skull glass. You use the skull glass already. I know. Mm. Um, so I go ahead. I went ahead and ordered. Well, okay, the recipe called for pineapple juice, fresh squeezed orange juice, fresh squeezed lime juice, grenadine. It's an insane amount of, of things. Coconut rum and and dark rum, and then maraschino cherries to garnish, and. So I have all of those things except for the grenadine, and I <laughs> I do as well. But um, I just except none of them are fresh squeezed. Let's let's be very real that they're all of these things are coming out of bottles. So Mine's Tropicana, and it just happened <laughs> yes. to, happen to oh, have Tropicana. all those juices in it. Now here's the question: Should I drink from the Atlanta Braves uh, glass? Because yes, Braves fan, clearly, right. And or I have a red, white, and blue um, glass. That's a toughie. Actually, this one's a spider glass. Never mind. A spider glass. <laughs> there, it's it's glitter, but I think it's 
anyway, whatever. <laughs> you'll find you you all will find out about my loving of um Halloween later on. I have a lot of just Halloween paraphernalia in July in like in May. general. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go with the Braves mug because <laughs> the spider glass is not as patriotic as I thought. It was, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a Colorado glass, which I thought was very on brand for me. So one but. thing I've learned about, uh, and you guys will know this if you're from there, because uh, this relates to one of the questions we got asked as I'm making this, actually, I can ask you. It was yeah. an anonymous uh, question, again, on my Instagram. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> an anonymous question. Well, <laughs> I know who they are. I mean, I'm sure you do. <laughs> you're just uh, anonymous to you all. Oh, I have, I have North Carolina rum. Wait, oh, how, hey. um, is okay before I go into this rant about where people are from <laughs> I'm I have gold rum that's oh that's tequila never mind that's not right at all tequila that's, not, wrong, that's, that's wrong. the wrong liquor I got uh, Kill Devil Hills is a place in the Outer Banks of North Carolina and I have the oh. rum I might be winning the, the liquor portion of this today Got the you absolutely stuff. are because I use Malibu mm. <laughs> from from the shores of Malibu. From the shores of Malibu, and- uh, one of the things. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. One of the things that I uh, I've learned is that people from Colorado, uh, like maybe being from the South, like we like it's the same. Yeah, but it's like the general region. Yeah, and like I love Georgia sports, but like you know, affinity for Georgia is at a moderate level people from colorado (laughs) love colorado like they love the state why would you not we love colorado i can name a few reasons having been there in november (laughs) (laughs) where i slid and almost hurt myself like very desperately leah's first colorado experience was pre our friendship and so uh she had a she had some ice issues would you say i mean there was a lot of issues and then there were some some drinking issues some brain issues issues, maybe uh no walking um actually i i say this it was pre our friendship but it was also our first meeting oh yeah (laughs) because apparently i was a jerk sorry (laughs) i i think i probably was just aloof because i was in a high level extrovert situation, but also probably drinking whiskey because it was the Scottish reception. So. One of the greatest parts about the uh, the national conference for the American Academy of Religion are the receptions. In fact, maybe the greatest part, like the whole reason for going is to yeah. go to receptions. I would say that, yes. And um, <laughs> the Scottish uni reception is fantastic. And I had gone... Uh, And I ran into my supervisor, Heather, and she was talking to Leah. Because we had worked together at Glasgow Glasgow University. And Christy was there. And I was studying at Glasgow under Heather. And so my friends had told me that you would be there. They were like, Leah Robinson, she's our friend. We love her. Um, And particularly our friend Meg, who was in your wedding, I might add. (laughs) She was. She absolutely was. And... um, so I go up to Heather and I'm hi. And she's like, hello. And she's, so she introduces me to Leah and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're Leah Robinson. 
uh, Meg McDonald told me all about you and told me to come find you. And the like, the <laughs> absolute blank stare I got back. <laughs> well, it wasn't this- even that you were a jerk. It just, I really felt like you didn't actually know Meg. And you oh. were like, oh, okay. And you're like, you were trying to be polite, but you didn't know what I was talking about. And then you were like, okay, well, I got to go. And I was just like, oh man, I must have really overestimated how well they know each other. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, but no, sucks. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I can't take that one back. But it's a funny story. And two, I will say, I think the confusion was probably that I didn't know you. It wasn't that I didn't know her. <laughs> yes, you were just like, who is this person talking to me? Right? Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, well, and no, no one is sober at that reception, so it's not. Oh, I want a hundred percent was drinking whiskey. It's so, not that that was. It's not the place to go up to somebody and just I kind of. And the and... bad part about when I'm drunk or drinking and excited is that I get like even friendlier than I am in a normal instance, and so I just I want to be best friends with everyone around me. Well, look, we got there in the end. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I was a freaking jerk, drunk, drunk nope. jerk. No. Nope. Do you have ice this time? I had ice the last time. They're just in these insane square cubes. And instead of filling up all the rest of them, I'm just filling up this one thing. I don't know know why. And it's confusing and whatever. It's it's hard. Well, uh, also. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say our sincere. We're so freaking sorry for the lateness. I couldn't I, breathe. Nobody needed to hear me sneeze for an hour. So, also, I was just we're, we've come back slowly, wasting <laughs> away in <laughs> non-physical ways. So, <laughs> sometimes, oi, we back. returned. We're back to regularly scheduled programming. Um, thanks for sticking out the two extra days waiting for us. But we have great news. Yep, I don't know it, but I believe it. You do know it. We're well, on all of the platforms now. Oh, that is great news. So if you're listening to this on Spotify and you're like, all I've wanted in my life is to listen to Theology on the Rocks on a different podcast platform, you go right ahead. We're on them all. And Ooh. we can thank Christy for that. <laughs> we can thank me. I thought for- I, we were, I was waiting and I was like, gosh, they're taking a long time. We're so legit. We... Like, why we needed to click that? that publish button. I know. We are one <laughs> click away. One click away. And, and by we, we were, I mean me, just thinking that our fans didn't love us. But it's not true. It's not true. And our fans do love us. <laughs> yes. And if you happen to go to AAR, uh, we'll be there. Yeah. And join us at that Scottish Uni reception. I can't say that I won't look at you the way I looked at Christy, though. <laughs> we will be so, I'm sorry. confused about everything. <laughs> but we'll be having a good time. And at least mm-hmm. we won't be slipping on ice because it's not in Denver for once. It, it feels it's like. In <laughs> <sighs> it's in San Antonio. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. Fine. Uh. Hey, how many shots did you put in this? I put three. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> that's, the kind of, that's the kind of party we're having tonight. That's fun. That's the kind of party. Well, hey, it's the summer. It's Memorial Day weekend. 
And I'm doing absolutely nothing except watching everyone's animals who are going out of town. So. Yeah, I am. I'm not even doing that. I'm just going. Uh, I've actually, you know, what I'm doing is rewatching the entirety of Ted Lasso. What the whole of it? The, the whole, whole thing. thing. I started with episode one, the pilot today, because the last episode comes out this week and I want to watch the whole thing in preparation. Gosh. I know. That's a lot. But also not as much as like Criminal Minds or whatever. Or not it's what, see, is what is it? Supernatural. Well that too. Criminal like, Minds also. They're both like 15 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, ooh, and then I'm like, well, I mean, there's worse options. There's worse things you could do. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm. I think I'm ready. I have a giant straw. Oh, me too. I'm ready. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to Tropicana. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not bad. Oh, that was a lot of gin rum. What is <laughs> it? Don't That's need a gin. Oh, I could have not done three. <laughs> if you're following along listeners and we encourage you to make the drinks with us because things will make more sense if you they do really... that i know really everybody should be drinking we unless should, we unless you put... unless you don't and then you can just drink what we have without that like you could have just, just had mountain dew the first week or... yeah you would have been so much happier probably oh, yeah for sure maybe you could just have fruit oh today. my gosh did you hear that Yes, I did. What was that? What do you think? I'll give you two did guesses. You, did you shake it again? No, I did not. Was That's... it Beethoven? Yep. <laughs> I knew you'd get it in two. I have I have a deaf cat that's uh, pure white and looks angelic and could not be more of a trained assassin. Like he, he is, is chaos so... embodied. He's chaos embodied. And like everyone's like, well, that's all cats. My other two cats are lazy as, and they just lay around. This cat is like, I'm going to watch the world burn, and you get to watch it with me. I love Beethoven so much, but he is never allowed in my home. There'd be nothing left. You know what that was? That crash that you heard? That was my wedding photos. No big (laughs) deal. He just decided he didn't like those guys. Nope. He never picks. And then when I said said no cat in the very beginning, if you listen back, you'll hear it. That was him scratching my couch, which was not cheap. No. He can't pick, I don't know, like the pillows from Target, but he can never do. Pick my wedding pictures. (laughs) They never do. This is amazing. I'm really happy with this. Thank you, Elizabeth. We appreciate it. Thank you, Elizabeth. This is a great suggestion. I love it. I'm going to have more of it. I feel like we really started low. It's like having a really crappy boyfriend, the first boyfriend you ever have. We started with our first ever boyfriend. What was your first ever boyfriend's name? Boyfriend? Probably Adam. That's very weird because it's the first person. It is. (laughs) (laughs) We can discuss that further. (laughs) I could say he had a, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll just say that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we'll just actually I don't think he follows me on anything so I can I can say it uh mine, mine does not he friended me on Facebook for like two years mm. and then he unfriended me <laughs> I, oh I think that happened to me but I don't know like I didn't talk to the person so there was it was cl- very strange there's clearly some like behind the scenes things happening <laughs> I, I was like 
It's like, I, I didn't even, it's like you friend and like, I didn't even do the wave. It was just like, well, okay, was, well, we're friends now. His name is Dustin. Okay. Dustin, nobody liked him. Literally nobody liked Dustin. God, let's and... hope Dustin's not listening to the podcast. <laughs> Let me clarify, there were lots of people who liked Adam. So. <laughs> That's we simply were, were high school sweet, sweethearts. <laughs> I liked Dustin, obviously. but Why did no one else like Dustin? Well, there were a plethora of reasons. <laughs> Chrissy has really good taste. I have. And this is not being a mean... Me. No, it's like, I, it's, it's kind of her badge of honor. It's factual. I have terrible taste. And uh Dustin started it off really and <laughs> to be honest, um when he friended me on Facebook, which was so many years later. I mean truly so many years later, I got a text from every single human being that I knew when I was dating him saying why did you just friend Dustin on Facebook? <laughs> Please, don't get back. Please don't get back together with him. And I was like, poor Dustin. Dustin, you, I'm sorry, but what, you, what happened? <laughs> do you genuinely think I'm going to start dating this guy again? I haven't spoken to him in so many years. Um, and no, we never interacted. Like he friended me on Facebook. We never oh. interacted. And then like two years later, I looked and he w- he had defriended me. And I don't know why. Uh, I don't, uh, same I don't either I, mean, I, don't, I was like maybe that I was had so a, strange and I barely do anything on Facebook anyway other than like I keep like reposting old postings because yes. I don't want to lose them yes so what I, I do that do, a lot yeah but that's pretty much like my Facebook and then my Facebook is really curated for like my mom mm. <laughs> it's, it's mm. where I share things that like she also wants to see yeah, I'm sure right. I'd do that. Um, yeah, my my <laughs> Kathy would probably appreciate that. So your Kathy would appreciate it. And there's nothing on there. I mean, it's just because we we grew up. I think we made a lot of our mistakes in the pre-social media oh, absolutely. days. Absolutely. So yeah. pre-Facebook is when I I don't want those pictures up anyway. So mm-hmm. those pictures are in somebody's shoebox somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they're in Dustin's shoebox which they're is what in happened shoebox. some new girlfriend unearthed them and said you better get her off that Facebook who is this girl <laughs> no. um, so I'm going to take my drink to the table which tells me that it's time to talk theology oh what yeah think? I like um, it <laughs> and by the table I mean my trashed couch <laughs> <sighs> So we had um, an idea today to, we were going to read some of your questions and we're still going to reference some of the questions that you guys asked, but they're definitely falling into certain categories. Like one of them is definitely like contemporary controversial issues. There's also like controversial issues in the history of the church Uh or the creation of the church. And then another one that I thought was pretty poignant, not poignant, what's the word I'm looking for, foundational, is um, where are you getting all of the names of these people you think it's funny and people (laughs) who studied it think it's funny, but... But not everybody. But not everyone understands who these people are. Yes. It was said in a very loving way. It was said in a very loving way. Um, Um, And 
it does also set us up well to answer a few of the questions because yeah, like yeah. Leah said, we've gotten a lot of questions that are all fitting into good categories. So we thought that it would be best to kind of go through a history and answer some of those questions as we go through the history and tell you about some people. So one of the questions that we got, I think it was on Instagram, was what is our favorite theologian and where do they fit in the history? Um, and I think that's something that would fit into this kind of intro. Yeah. What is, um, my husband asked me, what is the time period you wish you could delete from the- theology, <laughs> theological, uh, I would say contributions, if we want to do that. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time with that question. Oh, mine, oh, really? Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the Nazis come to mind, but that's the, fine. The Nazis I mean, come to mind, but like, that's not a time, like, like the whole time period isn't bad. It's just that, like, I have people I, I would want to delete, but not Bonhoeffer, like a whole time period, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to delete Bonhoeffer. Well, you didn't want to send John Comp to the island, which, by the way, before we dig into this, <laughs> We got one of the things we got more than questions was insanely interesting facts about some of these people oh, that yeah. we decided to uh, marry or date or we have gone to the island. We have gotten the the tea has been spilled on Paul Tillich. Paul Tillich. <laughs> Paul was, Tillich is much what? more interesting than I knew about. <laughs> Paul Tillich wife had basically like a tell-all book that she came out with after and like we should say none of it's substantiated as far as as what i read yeah like so if it is then it is (laughs) and send it our way but But it is interesting and it will be like i think down the road we would also like to talk about this whole when we find out about theologians what do we do with that yeah yeah but that's um, for another time. It is, but I just wanted to thank you guys for yes. sending us because we love that <laughs> for correcting anytime you have information. Just although I told Christy, I was like, you know, if it's not like you know jail worthy, it could make Paul Tillich more interesting. I absolutely <laughs> think it makes him more interesting <laughs> if it's not like power plays young people and you know like assault then what we also learned is that one of the neighbors like disowned paul tillich because yeah it was like you're too much (laughs) you're (laughs) too much for the neighbors right i thought it was gonna be like you're too boring for me (laughs) but no 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 Mm. so anyway that's who leah's married to now she's stuck with that person (laughs) that's okay for good or bad so what i what i think we should do is maybe talk about just questions in terms of the history so like of the theology so we know that of course you have the biblical text as this kind of origin story if you will for christian theology um and again we're not bible scholars don't claim to be you had a lot of bible questions so we're like, we've oh, got a lot yeah. of bible questions which we also feel like would be best served by having one of our bible friends but we have bible friends we so have bible we'll friends so it'll happen friends. eventually but and we have jewish studies friends and i think we we'll we'll bring them on we'll and bring them on because get- one of the questions that we've gotten was like why if jesus was jewish why aren't we right and part of the history is the split from the Jewish tradition. But well, why don't you take it away? I'm, you... Well, I'm just saying there's a, there's a substantial amount of theological difference, but the split really happened because um, 
We're going back to our seminary days. That's what that sigh was. We're remembering. <laughs> I I have to I have to pull up this file in my head. Um, the split well, really Paul, happened. Paul because... isn't it? I mean, well, Paul. So there was there was a time period. It was like what, like let's say Jesus. Let's let's pretend like the calendar is correct for <laughs> ease of math because I can't do math. Um. So basically, the Bible story happens as you got, you know, some of you may know, maybe you don't, but Christmas, you've, you've heard it in a Christmas <laughs> tale at some stage. And then Jesus dies, uh, resurrected, and then yes. the disciples basically go out to the disciples go out to like spread, spread, yeah, spread, spread the message. message. Yeah. And, and for probably 30 to 40 years, these people are still considered Jewish and are still mm-hmm. very much practicing as Jewish people, most of the church are still Jewish people. Paul starts like bringing it out to the Gentiles, which just means non non Jewish people. Yeah. Um, but mostly at that point, we're in like Greece around the Mediterranean yeah. Sea. Um, and it kind of I mean, makes sense why he started with the Jewish people because the they would have understood at least the concept of this, you know, in, in the Jewish traditions, again, I'm not going to touch on that because it's not my world, but that they had, mm-hmm. they had a Messiah that was coming yes. and the Christians right. essentially. And it's so, a monotheistic religion. Right. Um, and so it made sense that he started with that because they would have been like, Oh, we know that story. And he'd been like, Oh, well, guess what? I've got this other, I got this caboose to the story. Yeah, I've got but, this other stuff. And yeah. so, and then when he goes to the, which is Jesus, Greece. by the way. That's the it's Jesus. Is the- <laughs> Just to clarify, Jesus is the caboose. <laughs> Jesus is the caboose. I know what this one's going to be called. I, I was like, and there's the title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so until you get to Muhammad, and then I don't know what's then. Is there? An, there has to be another end to the caboose. Well, oh my gosh! And then we've got Baula. Uh, oh God! This rum. <laughs> the rum is kicked in, y'all. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so for about, let's say, 30 to 40 years, still Jewish sect, but then Nero burns down Rome and sacks Jerusalem and destroys the temple. And the Christians who don't feel, and they're not called Christians at this point, but um, they don't feel any particular loyalty to Jerusalem or the temple anymore because their focus is Jesus. They are like, let's get out of here. It's not safe. Um, And this feels like a betrayal for the Jewish people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so this is really where the split happens in terms of religion. There was a lot of different people at the time I learned in seminary um, that were claiming to be the Messiah. So Jesus wasn't like the only person. So they were probably pretty well. They were just like, they were over it. it. They were over it. They were like, um, (laughs) do you remember that? Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig presenting some kind of award, and they were like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> that was them. They're like, "Get!" They're out like, of "But here. for real, <laughs> but get for out. real, get out!" And so, do. and then you get, which is typically called the patristic period, mm-hmm. because of Church fathers, fathers, the fathers, the, mo- the mothers get... were in the desert. <laughs> the, <laughs> the fathers in the desert being were mystics. establishing the church. They're they're in the desert being mystics and they're fascinating. But and so, the fathers, and so we are today. <laughs> the fathers are having big fights and mm-hmm. 
hullabaloos over doctrine. And so, My the favorite patristic word so period. <laughs> the patristic period is mostly like, what do we believe about Jesus? And what do we believe about the Holy Spirit? This is also when we get the Bible canonized, mm. um, things like that. And Would you say the patristics were the first kind of academic theologians anyway I mean, yes. of course you could say like jesus but whatever well, or, for, so... for the christian theology i would yeah. right, right i would yeah. say yeah. Yeah, yeah i would say the patristics are really like i know some people say like paul is the first theologian i think that's not true yeah i i tend to agree with you i don't i i mean i think because also he was no offense to you pauline scholars but like he was very confused in a lot of his well it's i think he was wrestling with the empire at the time and i think he these those letters were never were very specific to these churches i also think there's a very specific like if you're establishing like differences you're really part of that like ground floor Mm. you know are you're not really doing academic theology at that point you're just really trying to get like the ball rolling you know right and i think that's right i agree and that's fine it's that's what's necessary. Paul's, you know, Christy, Paul's fine. He's fine. He's fine. We don't know if he's fine, fine, but he's fine. <laughs> he, well, he's bald in all of the pictures. Oh, so. <laughs> how do they know? Do, they, do we have a, anyway. No, but, it's to demonstrate his sickness, his thorn in the flesh. I'm, that's sure, I'm sure the baldness is The baldness exactly is his thorn in the flesh. Please, we all know. Look, <laughs> look. I'm sure Paul Tillich also would have been like, that's my baldness. That's <laughs> no, my dude. Baldness. No, we know else. what it is now <laughs> they get something else my friend uh, um, anyway maybe it was baldness but here's uh, yeah no I think that's right because to do academic stuff you kind of have to have a, a foundation and you and, have to have some space yeah yeah sit down and think about things and legitimacy you can't just like I can't yeah. start a church of Leah and just be like and now we do theology right like people aren't going to be writing theology about what I'm just like musing in my own life, you know, mm, maybe. Um, but <laughs> the patristic period lasts for a while. And that's where you get people referenced like Augustine on the island. <laughs> Augustine is on the island. Thomas Aquinas. Oh my God. <laughs> I heard that Beethoven doesn't like Augustine. <laughs> Beethoven has thoughts on Augustine. Beethoven can't hear himself scream. So he yelps like a demented banshee. I have to. I have to also just amend my statement. Thomas Aquinas comes later. Um, he is not a patristic. Uh, I wasn't going to correct you, but what? Because I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you get like a lot of heresy discussions. So, um, you know, Origen is condemned for heresy. And, Aaron, um, I know the, Arian- the Arianism stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a lot of like this is so and. And it's again, basically like a bunch of dudes just like reading just, one text and just like fighting about it. It's just, just sorting like, shit. You know, it's sorting stuff out. It's like do you know in, Ham- in Hamilton God? where Burr and Hamilton ride each other back and forth? Yes, that's what just, it is. Yeah, it is. And it's just but them basically saying like respectfully, but there's nothing respectful about it. Res- respectfully, but not at all respectful. No. Yeah. And then you get also, you know, the legends of St. Nicholas punching somebody for saying that Jesus wasn't God and stuff like. Uh, 
<laughs> that was one of the big debates. So, if, so one of the things too, I will say in the early church is that they weren't only establishing the church, like in terms of, Oh, we got to get organized. They're trying to figure out like the, what was like the main kind of doctrines once yes. they got the Bible established, like what are, and by doctrine, I mean, just like ways of life. Like what, Wait, are, what are we going to believe? To be and true? like what, what do we think are essential things to calling yourself a Christian? Right. Which and is what, the thing. And why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Which was another question. Yeah, we got. Another big question. So we've got a lot of doctrines that are like worked on and developed and named and stuff in this period. Mm-hmm. Um, and a really helpful thing to look at for this period, if you want just like a quick, what is going on are the creeds. Because that's typically what it is. It's like you pull up like the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed or, you know, all those other creeds. There's so many creeds. Westminster Confession. Um, no, that's later. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm giving away my background. <laughs> and, of you know, Scotland. So, so on one level, sometimes I think the patristic period looks like they're just doing like the simple stuff. But it's the it's the like baseline things Um, it it is but depending on what denomination you eventually adhere to like with the christian church you might hold like i joked about the westminster confession but like you might hold the certain things a little bit more like you might Mm -hmm. cling to a certain one of these either early church fathers or eventually i would say the reformation those are probably the two i would say big periods periods for sure and at least in the the protestant tradition i would say of course there's a few splits and there's a few major aspects of the patristic period to keep in mind so um like for firstly because paul's ventures took him around the mediterranean sea a lot of those early patristics are actually in north africa Mm -hmm. so like augustine is is north african and um, a lot of those patristics are. And so when Constantine decides it's easier to be Christian and legalizes the religion, um, there's the first kind of major split, which is where Coptic Christianity comes from, because they did not get consumed by the what we now call the Roman Catholic Church. Um, so or they Eastern, have- or- Eastern Orthodox. And yeah, Eastern Orthodoxy splits off in 1054 because of. Um, is that in your brain or are you? It is in my brain. It's oh, just, nice. it lives there. That's it lives good. there. See who um, did systematics and who did modern theology. <laughs> this might have to be a two parter. This, I mean, <laughs> I will also say thank my deep, sincere thanks to Catherine, um, my friend that I did se- seminary with, because she made two very brilliant powerpoints to explain the history of the church and like theology that I used to teach for a long time. So that's part of why all of this is just in my brain. Speaking Um, of Catherine, I do want to just put in a side note because of the rub that Christy sent me a random message, voice message that talked about um, the fact they had a ball or a prom. Oh my God. Yes, we did. No, but, we Let me point out that you told us there you were only two of girls, and I am making no, it no was judgment. Seminary wide. So it wasn't just our program; it was seminary. So the whole okay, the whole mind. of Denver Seminary had a prom every year. They probably still do it. I don't know a prom. It's, it's called the Sela Gala. Oh gosh, it's <laughs> a lot. And again, making no assumptions about sexual like 
uh, <laughs> behavior, whatever you want to do, I don't care. But only two girls, you are definitely in the minority. Like, well, so because it was seminary wide, and we had a count, we have a counseling program in the seminary, so that's where all the typically all the women were. Oh my god, here but, we go. Um, <laughs> yes, we had it every spring, and most of the time they had it at like a very nice place, and people would like wear gowns and suits and stuff like you're going to prom did you go with dustin the- <laughs> dustin would have caught on fire <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't we all the, to be honest <laughs> the one year i went they decided instead to have a hoedown oh my god <laughs> I, I had to in go colorado, a also, yeah. was it called a hoedown they called it i don't remember but there we was hay and they square dance there was square dancing oh. the one and only time i've ever square danced in my life we had cultural awareness is what the class was <laughs> called i kid you not and our p class was learning to square dance in life <laughs> it was called cultural awareness that's amazing <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure yeah. so <laughs> Catherine did not come to that with me i will have you know well, we there talked you about are. that betrayal later, but oh, we're bringing her on. <laughs> we're bringing her on. Um, no, ten fifty four was the great schism where they argued over the filioque clause. Oh yeah, that clause. <laughs> so in the Latin, uh, oh, this was the like Jesus is the, all God. Yeah, so yeah. to explain the Trinity, <clears throat> the um, the council was saying that the son is eternally begotten by the father and the spirit is eternally processing from both the father and the son and the eastern church wanted to take out the son part the filioque clause um can you guys see why i don't do systematic theology it is (laughs) it is but can you imagine those conversations just like people just i because i because i do do practical theology all seriousness i just imagine a bunch of like white dudes in robes just like to be fair some of them making pie charts <laughs> making pie charts oh yeah sorry sorry <laughs> Varying... African. my bad varying colors sitting or... <laughs> definitely dudes though sitting dudes around only eight... dudes because remember the women are in the desert they're in the desert being mystics being really fun having <laughs> having encounters with jesus which we can which we can imagine like we knew it from the start we had it right in front of us it was always the message was so clear like (laughs) do i want to be in a room like debating the essence of jesus or do i want to be in the desert with jesus with jesus (laughs) and also (laughs) wine and probably that i'm making to maybe some other substances i don't know sure I don't care with a bunch of like my friends, a bunch of my friends and we're just like shooting the shit. I absolutely choose the mystics. Um, and I, every time from a person who does systematic theology and I mean, I think they kind of, they transcend everything. Like, I don't think that they like fit into a category because they just, they were like experiencing and like systematizing in their own way. I think. Oh, which sure. which hits both of our fields. It hits both, yeah. Well, because all theology is both systematic and practical. Well, all theology is practical, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, the, the patristic period is all of that stuff. And then we get into the scholastic period, which is Aquinas. Mm. 
And that's where you get the systematic theologies start. Um, and the kind of breaking down of all of that. And also the Crusades. So this is the period that I feel I would nix if I was going to nix a whole period. Because the Crusades are just objectively terrible. Yeah, and but I, I did have an Aquinas scholar that I worked with at Edinburgh. I don't mm-hmm. mind Aquinas. I think That's he's fine. But like, if I have to Schumacher. choose, if I have to choose a whole period, I still think good things came out of the scholastic period. I just... You don't have to feel bad about it. Like I I mean, I'm always gonna feel bad about it. (laughs) Okay, I think that's your systematic burden to bear, but I I don't think you have to. (laughs) I would just ask the Reformation. To be honest, you would ask the Reformation. Tell us about the Reformation, Leah. Okay, well, again, still not. I'm I'm post Vatican II, which is 1950. That's uh, or 1950s, whatever is. That's my time to shine. It's post. I do contemporary theology. Yeah. Um, even the systematic world. But I will say the Reformation, you know, you always learn about the Holy Trinity of Martin Luther, John Calvin, and, and Zwingli, who always, Zwingli. Gets, he always gets like the third <laughs> rank. <laughs> They're like, oh, there was this, this guy. Where was he in Switzerland or something? They're like, there's a so. <laughs> He was, I mean, he was off his rocker. Well, they, were they not? I mean, uh, anyway, particularly off his rocker, though. And I like I am a at my very heart and soul a revolutionary. So basically, you get, and you can correct me, Christy, because you know more about this stuff than I do. But like, the Reformation kind of started with people getting sort of pissed off about like the well. I've read actually several explanations of why the Reformation occurred. One was like the printing press existed and like absolutely one of them. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. I mean, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just like this kind of a whole bunch of stuff that started to happen that basically gave agency to like the common person, I guess yes. is what I would say. And um, as a result of that, the church as it, as it was at that stage, and then we're talking what, like 1500s, yeah late 1400s early 1500s yeah like you know the the agency at that stage was basically the church tells you what to believe and to think and and we kind of see that if you listen to that history you can see the all of these people are like we're gonna say what jesus is and blah 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 and then so the church just became a continuation of that and basically just was like here's the accepted things that we've established and you believe it and also it's going to be in latin so sorry (laughs) you don't know what's going on at all i I think the big the main big things are that the church put up a huge wall between normal people and access to the religion that they were supposed to be believing Mm. saying things Mm -hmm. like you know the bible is only going to be in latin worship services are only going to be in latin bt dubs no one speaks latin it's already a dead language so Unless you're hyper-educated. Hyper-educated. But even most of the local priests wouldn't have been speaking Latin. So, like, Mm -hmm. let's say you're a normal, common, like, person living in the boonies. Your local priest doesn't know anything either. So you have no access to the thing that you're supposed to be believing. And then they say stuff like, just give us money and you'll get into heaven. Yes. And that's... That, that, yeah, that, yeah, we've seen that before, and there were there were tables flipped and all kinds of stuff. So I think it's, of, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it 
yeah, it sort of recreates itself, right? Because it beca- it was this church that was very low key and like using the Gen Z term, and um, uh, and it was organic, and then it became established, mm-hmm. and it became the religion of the empire, and yeah. then as soon as it did that, it recreated, which happens, it recreated the history that it it wanted to, to you fight know, against. yeah, yeah, to fight against. So, and that's what we see that through. I do history as well, and that's what we see perpetually. So, I think um, with the Reformation, you have you know Martin Luther coming out and being like, you know, I don't uh, another theologian being like, I don't like what's happening here. My, of course, we can't be short about it. We have to. Yes, right. We have to write ninety nine reasons. Ninety five reasons the church sucks. I got it mixed up with JC. Ninety nine problems, and the church he, was all of them. The church was every single every one single problems. one of them. <laughs> and also, have you ever done this? Um, so Martin Luther was a sassy man. He he rivals Shakespeare in terms of coming up with an amazing insult. No. And there is a website where you can. It's like the Martin Luther insult generator. Oh my god! Oh no, you sent that to me. You did (laughs) Martin Luther insults that are insults he wrote to the Pope because he was writing some letters while he was in hiding. Yeah, he was really mad at the established church, but he was a part of it. He was a priest, wasn't he? He was a monk. Yeah, yeah. So he had he was a lawyer first, which I think probably helps explain some things. And he got caught in a lightning storm, thought he was going to die, told God (laughs) that he would become a monk if he didn't die. He didn't die, so he became a monk. That feels legit. Um, And then he was, like, super, he had, like, massive, severe clinical depression. Um, And he was super anxious about his salvation, so he was, like, beating himself every day and like super strict and oh yeah i remember that now yeah and then he reads that romans seems... and what he's part like of the bible did he get the beating himself every day up about I, I don't think that that's in the bible i think that was just oh weird that's weird mm-hmm. yeah Not i think there. that that was just which is what he decides to say he's like hey actually none of this is going to get me into heaven i need to stop beating myself it's all by the grace of god so he tells mm-hmm. he breaks the 95 theses he puts it on thing the pope is mad he mm-hmm. has to go into hiding because all of the other reformers had gotten beheaded before him yeah um, you don't i mean and so in hiding is where he writes all of his insults um and he finally ended up being able to split from the church so that was the main reformation now and i heard get- something that he was kind of deathbed regretful about that not that he had reformed the church, but that he felt bad about the splitting. I don't think he ever intended to split. I think he always wanted to reform it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He wanted change to happen, which, to be fair, does happen. The Catholic Church also goes through its own reformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets rid of some of the uh, bad things that they were doing. Not all of them, but some of them. So sure. there's there's general reform, but there's the main reformation. There's the radical reformation, which is where you get the Puritans oh, and the yeah. Anabaptists. Who are like, you know, we really need to focus on living in a very intensely strict way Mm. so that we know we're never sinning against God because we're pretty sure God hates us. Did you know the Puritans like would wrap themselves in like cloth and like sew themselves up, but would lay next to their betrothed in a bed? (laughs) Yes. But they would like sew it up. 
Like, why could you not just go out to, like, the town tavern? I don't... Or just the town square. Anything other than... I mean... And, I mean, they were just very deeply concerned. Like, why do you have to be in the actual bed with the person? (laughs) (laughs) Go somewhere else. (laughs) I mean, that feels like... They're like, well, we're going to sew you up. I can think of a million different ways to do that. Like, <laughs> just sit in a parlor. I've watched Bridgerton. Like, sit in a parlor and read a book or something. Like, <laughs> have, like, a little chat. Right? So nope. many other options. <laughs> I digress. I, I, I rum digress. The Puritans <laughs> were were a lot. Those are the ones that moved to the States. That I write about in my book, Bad Theology. Yep. Available so, now. Ooh, which I got today. My copy came in oh, the mail hey. today. It was very exciting. I could have I given you one of those. Well, you're, you're referenced in the thank you list, so I think you should deserve a book. Although Salem is also referenced and didn't get a book. so I am going to make you sign it. That's for <laughs> You don't have to make me do anything. <laughs> People were uh, like, will you sign this? I was like, yes. Yes. Well, and, and, but it was imposter syndrome, not like this is weird. Like it yeah, was one thousand percent. Like, why do you want this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we also get the Anglican Re- Reformation, which is where the Church of England comes from. Um, which many people attribute to Henry VIII wanting a divorce, um, but was definitely more in the works prior to that. It's just that they were like trying to get him to separate from the church because politically England would have more power if they weren't under the Pope. Um, And then like to also, some of them were like genuinely devout and wanted to reform the church. I feel like if you want to learn about this period, you just need to watch the crown Bridgerton or the Tudors, the Tudors. Yeah. Or, or Outlander. If you want (laughs) uh you can learn all about theology wherever the anglican yeah the anglican reformation gives us the church of england um the main reformation gives us lutheranism radical reformation gives us anabaptists and then baptists etc essentially after the reformation everything just splits to the hell and back i mean it goes crazy everything is just splitting all over the place because it come come to find out much like your like college literature class a lot of people have opinions on the book mm-hmm. and and they don't all match. there's not a really good way to be like this is definitely what it's saying because it's a complicated book that is written in ancient languages that very few people read which i think actually begs the question in some ways at this stage of like at the reformation stage is it i should say is like is it better to have this kind of dictatorship over religion where you stay together or is it better to have freedom of thought where you split and split and split and split i I think it's a good question i think it also i don't want to call the catholic church a dictatorship but you know what i mean a very i'll say a thought authoritarian like they they were like this is what you should think and believe and so you unify the church under that one kind of umbrella and i think too i mean i think there's definitely pros and cons because for sure with opening it up you also get a lot more people doing a lot more damage Mm, you know uh like there's not a control anymore for like how do people learn how to read the bible yeah because one's like power and then one's like manipulation like the protestant the protestant splits or you can manipulate it any way you want you can can do whatever you want with this and now we can all fight more right yeah i mean 
definitely there's a lot more I think I don't I mean I like yeah that would be my period I have to say because I I just think that like it probably needed to happen and I you know but like the reform needed to happen I would be okay with it not being this insane like web of denominations <laughs> with you know I mean but but you know I would think that because I have the bad theology stuff but then I'm okay. also a disciples of Christ minister who says no creeds we don't even do creeds you don't even like creeds I mean it's it. very complicated so. this is what I'm saying the, the scholastic period did a lot of good things for us but it also gives us the crusades mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah yeah um well, I feel like this is a two-part history. I think so. Lesson. So but... I can I can lead the charge into the ni- well 1900s. Yes. Or you can act, we can lead up to the 1900s. You uh you'll take over for the 1900s next time. Um I think because that's more but... your area. Yes, it yeah. is. I'm I'm basically just drinking rum and thinking about seminary right now. But <laughs> <laughs> um but we we do have an unscripted question. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to ask you. And and the topic, because I got to choose this week, the topic I gave Leah was prophets. Which I pulled out, speaking of seminary, the one book I have on the prophets by <laughs> Abraham Heischel. Heischel? Oh. That's yeah. such a good name to be writing a book about the prophets. Yeah, he's apparently Wait. born in Poland. Born- professor at the jewish theological seminary in new york this is a very old book though so yeah who knows where he's at now (laughs) we we know that life (laughs) do you want to ask me your question first then um no i don't i'm gonna let you ask me first (laughs) all right here's my question for you it's so much simpler i think oh god have you ever met a prophet ah see you went the route that i was gonna go (laughs) that's okay we can both tell our stories okay um have I ever met a prophet? So I am of the belief, this is my personal theology, that, that I think there's continuous revelation. Like, I think we're selling ourselves a little bit short by closing I, the canon. I actually agree with you. Yeah. And I think other religions are better at keeping it open mm-hmm. um, than we are as Christians. I say we being Christian. Um, yeah. And so have I met a prophet? Like, eh. I mean, it doesn't have to be a real prophet, but have you ever met anyone who identified as a prophet? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I grew up in the South, so every every baseball game there was a prophet. <laughs> so if you, if you want to go that route, I was trying to think like... Like a real one? A real... I mean, I'm sure they think they're real. Um, and, and maybe they are. Maybe they are. I don't know. But... um. I had an interesting sort of interaction once with a psychic, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I went to a psychic and in Atlanta, actually. And it was really interesting because a lot of people are like, oh, devil, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, like if you study, like, um, spiritualism, you'll know that it's uh, really very little to do with the devil i don't think i mean if the devil was real they probably would have been okay with like introducing that in but they were mostly yeah just trying to figure out like what was kind of truth and that kind of thing but um 
And this person told me a lot of things. And uh, a lot of times people are like, oh, they're charlatans. Like I recently listened to another podcast that we both love that talked about, um, oh, who was the big magician guy? Uh, Houdini. The, Houdini, yeah. And how much he hated spiritualism. Because although oh. he would, yeah, oh, he hated it. Because he did tricks, but he thought they were like tricks that people. They're like delusions. Yeah. Yeah, that people bought into. Yeah. Like they were entertained by it. He thought that spiritualism, which was like the sort of, you know, psychics and, you know, reading palms and all that stuff, was was a manipulation of people to take their money. Interesting. Yeah. And so I think, but I will say this person told me wildly insane specific things that having studied all of the different ways that both spiritualists and prophets and, you know, people who are cult leaders and everything else can like read you. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, I see you on this specific day in this specific place in this little town and you're like 12. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I can't explain it. So were they a prophet? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or an exceptional guesser, which is maybe what the prophets were. Social justice, exceptional guessers. But, you know. (laughs) Really uh, in tune. Really in tune, yeah. So that sounds a bit um, frivolous because it's not like someone who's, like, leading the cause to change things. I've definitely met, because I do a lot of peace building stuff, I've met people who tried to change things yeah and I consider those people to be prophets I would too I would say that that's what is I think more in line with what you see in the bible as well is that the prophets are about like writing wrongs that are going on and and like being more in line with God's will and not necessarily like this is what's gonna happen in the future right right and so I work, I've worked with people, uh, yeah. peace building folks in Scotland and Northern Ireland. And then here I've, I do a, uh, a project on sort of racial justice in the South. And I think the, all the people I work with, I think are prophets in that sense. Now, again, if you want to talk about people, people being able to <laughs> predict the future versus <laughs> people here wanting to change society, yeah. it kind of depends on your version of profit in a way. Cause when I read them, I'm like, they feel like they have a direct line to something that they're seeing the future, but then also they're wanting to change things. I don't know that I've ever met anyone who has both. Like, who's no, both yeah, that would be, well, that my would question, be something that would be amazing. Well, so that's my answer. So, mm-hmm. yes, yes, my answer is yes. You're on both, on, good. On both of those. All um, yeah. Okay. Um, luckily I didn't say I'm a prophet and that you're now in my cult. So <laughs> watch out. Oh, um, man. my question was going to be, have you ever met a modern day prophet? <laughs> <laughs> but now I get to ask you a- another question, which is speaking of those, which, you know, if we talk about prophets being people who are social justice warriors, but also kind of can have a connection to God in which they can sort of see, something beyond mm-hmm. the present who is your favorite of the prophets and why Ooh, who is my favorite of the prophets that's a good one i feel like 
when I was growing up, I had a real like love for Elijah. Mm. Good um, name, good name as well. I like that name. Great name. He just seemed real intense, and I have always <laughs> really liked intense people. Is that was Dustin's problem? <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically just constantly <laughs> attracted to the most intense people you can find. But mm. um, in my older days, I feel like I feel like I really now I feel more drawn to like the smaller prophets, like um, mm-hmm. like Amos. Mm-hmm. Amos feels like a good one. Hosea, even I just I'm like these people are interesting, you know. And do you see them more as like I have the direct connection? I'm I can see what's happening, or like the sort of we need to change all these things, or like the great combination think, of both. I think it's a combination of both. I think when you're looking at them, there it's that they're seeing what's going on in a really intense way, but also like in tune with. Again, I'm just gonna say the will of God, and mm-hmm. and like a this and the the nation is not in tune with the will of God, and I'm here to speak to that. And I think that one of the things I find most interesting is how like people listened to them mm. so much, you know, and we're like, oh yeah, okay, we got to change course here. Obviously, not all the time, and not quickly, but like. I think the New Testament kind of lacks some of the problems. It does. I feel like it's a thing we really need to bring back, Mm. honestly. (laughs) I don't know how you go about doing that. You and I? How do we start that? (laughs) Do we need to go some profits? A GoFundMe? It's a GoFundMe to start uh, advertising for some profits. Um, Yeah, I I mean, that's that's my answer. I think I'm going to go Amos. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Why do you think there wasn't more follow up, more um, New Testament prophets in the New Testament? Do you think? I mean, I would say the simple answer is Jesus. Okay. All right. All right, Bart. (laughs) By the way, we didn't. Well, oh, we're coming up to crawl, Bart. Oh, gosh. I got to cover him. You have to talk about Bart. Good Lord. So excited about that. Germans, they're coming. The Germans are coming. The Germans are coming. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. But it would be nice also because, like, the prophets, I mean, in the Old Testament had Abraham, and I know, like, they're not the same, but, like, you had this patriarch, and that's very important. And you got the prophets later on to sort of, in some ways, correct. They were corrective. And, like, I mean, wouldn't it be so nice if, I mean, I guess you could argue. That like Martin Luther is a prophet in that sense. Mm, you not could. that he's not a great example of this, but like he won't. Know, I mean, he did. There, look, he did the Luther, the, the Lutherans who are listening are going to have questions. I mean, I no, I'm a, again, I'm appreciative because I do think that a lot of things need more. To be I'm the one that was deleting the Reformation. You were. So deleting the Reformation. I think you're fine. You were deleting the Scholastics. Those those. <laughs> Those Thomas people are going to have questions for the, you, Opa. The Thomas, the, the yeah. Thomas people, mm-hmm. I never remember what they're called. Uh, Thomas. Thomas, that's it. I do think there's been some, but it would be nice, wouldn't it, just to have somebody come along right now who was like, like, 
had the kind of power, I guess, to say the church is not doing what the church needs to be doing. And not be and, like a neo-Nazi. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it will. And to fix things in a, the correct way. <laughs> As we deem it. As we de- well, good theology. Good theology, a... as Leah has described in her book. <laughs> that you can get to know. Get on the link <laughs> on our Instagrams. Speaking of, um, yes, we can, we, we can will, include. we will pick this up next week, but mm-hmm. make sure you are, um, you know, liking and sharing and all of those things. Um, Instagram, Theology on the Rocks. Uh, it helps us. Thank you. Twitter, Theology Rocks. Yeah, we're. <laughs> We're really excited. So many people are really um, giving us great feedback and encouragement yeah. stuff. So we appreciate all of you guys. And uh, for sure. And just remember, Jesus is the caboose. Jesus is the caboose. <laughs> Unless you're Muslim. And then he's not. Or Baha'i. Or Jewish. Or any <laughs> other freaking religion on the face of the planet. But that's how, that's how the Christians back then. <laughs> This is the caboose. (laughs) Oh, God. We're going to have such great merch later. Oh, my God. I know. I'm not being super sessionist, please, guys. (laughs) I know I'm within my own context. (laughs) I'm telling you. All right. All right. The the ROM is gone, and so is my brain. (laughs) We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.